think that was, uh, I think that was everything. We could have done class. to synchronize that. Yeah. That, that's not one of the best claps. <laughs> probably think. the single best clap that I've ever heard. You guys yeah, always talk you... about the claps, but the reason that you do the claps is because you guys won't hear the claps correctly. Like, like the whole point of doing the sync is that there's a delay. So if you hear that there's a delay, it doesn't mean that the clap didn't work. You know I what I'm saying? I suppose that's true. Look, I don't have the I don't have the knowledge that you have. The, Look, I'm a hardcore. Touch. I'm a veteran hardcore wizard podcaster. You know, I've I've recorded I've recorded at least as many episodes of podcasts <laughs> as you got. <laughs> Well, yeah, uh, yeah, and then some. And Walt then some. doesn't know and how then, to download Chrome, so then we're talking like kind of different bars. I think here. I uh, think Microsoft Edge is going to come back any day now, and <laughs> I think the stock dividend that I invested in it is going to pay off, and I'm going to be able to offload those stocks to someone else who wants I to think, invest in Microsoft Edge. So yeah, I, think I you're am just going to be perpetually you know, edging. It, actually, no, I think it. First of all, edging's a lifestyle. Second of all, uh, the more I use Microsoft Edge, the more its stock value goes up. So in a way, I'm just boosting mm -hmm. my own portfolio. That's called economics, basically. I mean, when you're being smart with your money like that, when you're finding ways outside the box to boost the value of your own portfolio, that's what CEOs and presidents do. Oh, yeah, I think Keynes wrote that, like Microsoft Edge, greater than Chrome. Uh <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think yeah. I read that. Habits of yeah. Welcome, guys, to Thirty Minute Worlds, uh, the podcast where we build a fantasy world in thirty minutes or your money back. Uh, I'm Walter Kunkel. With me are the great Dan Kennedy and the perpetually inarticulate Zach Chessman. That is, uh, that's me. He couldn't even get that out, folks. He couldn't. <laughs> we were. <laughs> That was rehearsed. We rehearsed this whole bit. Uh, I did not rehearse that. You are incapable of human speech. You are a mongoloid. <laughs> you are completely... Read, you're, you're going off script. Read your, <laughs> read your lines. The United Nations says we don't use mongoloid anymore. Also. That's not in the copy. <laughs> I just wanted to put that out there for any Mongolian listeners. Uh, uh, no, uh, yeah, we have great seriously... To clarify the format, uh, it's usually, you know, me, Dan, and Zach Chessman here. If there's a fourth player, we like to, uh, which is usually Belvin, but Belvin has a job, which means he sometimes can't make it. We'll roll a four-sided die, uh, depending on the number. One of us will have to sort of sit out the session and be the lore lad, who's kind of the overarching arbiter of rules for the session as a whole. And the other three will have to generate random prompt words, as per usual. Uh, for this setting, I think I have a specific prompt word I'd like to throw out there. And that is... I'll go first if y'all don't mind. Uh, it is right. tower. Ta tower. Okay. Tower. Okay. tower. Yeah, yeah. Tower, yeah. like a, just the one tower. Or multiple to I'm open. You know, I'm open. Singular. Okay. It doesn't matter. Uh, Zach, do you have a prompt word? It'd be tower, even. You better have one. Like <laughs> you... Actually, I think I think I have one. Um, going okay, with Dan? the tower, I think clock is my prompt word. Ooh, okay. clock? Okay. Right, like a clock tower, like someone is 
who moves clocks around. We're really riffing now, guys. <laughs> the ball's not, rolling down do the cliff. Chessman, I'm aware that you're the editor, but can you scrub the entirety of things you say from the podcast? Is that I like actually already have. Uh, I already have a note for something that I want to remove that I said, so that's cool. Chessman's not even recording too. right now. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I forgot to tell you guys. Um. Okay, so we tower, have clock and we have clock. tower. Um. Hmm. Uh. Cl- ship. A ship. ship. Okay. All right. I was on this transportation uh line of thinking, anyways. So ship. Ship is good. Okay. So ship is definitely the most defining part of the setting. I think that's well, the most definitive. No, I think that's the most definitive word we have. Yeah. Tower. You know that could mean a lot. And clock can be even conceptual. You don't even have to vote. Yeah, but it, uh, it, Dan, what do you think? Well, if it's if it's more economical, I I was going with either time or clock. You said tower, and I was like, clock, I like right? clock. That was your first instinct. Let's lean into that. That should be a rule here: is the first word you say as the prompt word can't be redacted. Well, uh, we, we can talk about that. But anyway, um, so, so saith prompt. If clock. we're talking about like framing this around a ship, then kind of singular ship. Fleet of ships, mini ships. Well, that's the thing. I just said ship, so that could be a verb. It could be a verb. It could be a could be a thing. Could be like a could be a corsair. Could be a sloop. Could be a cargo ship. It, it has to be Portuguese, though. That, that's I, I won't back down on that. Yeah, no, no, no. So boats common in setting. Is it one gargantuan ship, or is it a seafaring world? Yeah, I've actually I've been reading the Bible recently. So I want to say, but a uh, gigantic, one gigantic ship, uh, and it's water world. Yeah. No, okay. no definitely not. Sounds... Definitely not one gigantic ship, please. Okay. Okay. You know, yeah. all thoughts valid in the beginning. Uh, what if the world is similar to our bridge, but flooded? Well, that was flooded, but. Yeah, no, similar yeah, to our bridge, flooded. but I mean, completely flooded. There's no landmass. At all. In the bridge, there was at least some tall, megalithic structures. But in this setting... The tower, I immediately I leap to Mega Man Legends again. I, uh, I leap, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can't really have a tower if the world's totally flooded. Yeah. So, okay. When I think tower and I think ship, first thing I think of is uh, the Eiffel Tower, which was able to... Um, you know, it was a dock for airships for however however long that was a thing. Mm-hmm. So airships. It was a the Eiffel Tower was a dock for airships. Oh yeah, yeah like a moor. That's like part of its whole design. That, did they ever use it for that? Yeah, once huh. or twice. So wait, are, are we doing it? Is this, is this the airship episode? I <sighs> I we gotta veto that until we get enough listeners to capitalize. We can't give them airships no. right away. That, that's fair. No. If you're a no. DM for D and D, never give your party an airship. Mm-hmm. Uh, deny it from them, and then when Hard they finally disagree. do get it, when they finally do get it, take it from them. Uh, okay, agree <laughs> on that. Destroy. Hard disagree on everything except for making the players suffer. That is great. That's a great one. Yeah, lean into um, that suffering heavily. I think we can do airships. You know, I think we can do airships more than once. I think airships are a verdant uh, sea, if you will, of uh, of ideas. Well, that ties into our sea motif, 
I think. Uh, I don't think there was a SEMO. Was there a SEMO? What? A SEMO motif? Well, ship, man. Yeah, I know. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, we got. I thought it was slightly more clever than just like, oh, I'm not. You know me. I'm not that clever. I mean, it could be like, like a kind of astral sea. Could be some kind of like, I don't know, like a cosmic kind of sea. You know, like an astral sea. I like that. The planet. When I think of clock, clocks only move forward. So I think we're in a future society. Uh, there are huge galactic clocks that were made to calculate the same amount of time for like tens of thousands of years. There's one such project on Earth, actually. Like, this isn't a bit, this is a real project that scientists mm-hmm. have discerned. Uh, what if our tower mechanism is some such device? A clock of some kind. Like, a, like uh, a, okay. the atomic clock, something like that. Right. Perhaps built by an alien civilization, but perhaps built by a future star-flung remnant of humanity. Uh, but, but I don't want to go sci-fi with this. I get kind of a more of a... I think more like a spelljammer mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, lean into, like... Not, not steampunk, because there are a lot of connotations to that word that I don't like. But, like, um... High, high mm-hmm. magic sorcery. Mm-hmm. Or almost, like... Get kind of like a sword and sandals vibe, almost? Like, because mm-hmm. that seems like almost like an Athenian thing. It could okay. Be like, okay. um, like, tr- tr- uh, is it tr- Trireme? Triremes? The Greek ships? Trireme. Yeah, yeah, Trireme. Okay. So now we kind of have an aesthetic. It's the Triremian Age. A brilliant philosopher has devised a. What could a clock do that's badass, you know? Well, what could a clock do? Because it is a clock he's going to build, right? Well, uh, clocks keep time, right? So Yeah. You, you want to keep time so that you have events in order. Uh-huh. So obviously the clocks are um, counting, I mean, not necessarily, not necessarily counting down, but if you have an accurate time, you know exactly when an event occurs. What if it's the only clock? Hear me out. All right. uh, hmm. What if they're facing a Y2K type scenario, but of a much simpler kind where they have this clock they've based their entire uh, society around, you know? It dictates whatever. They can't manufacture more clocks, essentially. So if you're far out from the central hub of wherever the society is, you're out of time, as it were. Uh, things are much less orderly. There's no real system they've devised. But this clock that they've built is going to it reach the maximum allocated amount of time. Essentially, it's going to stop working. You know, it's actually, it's really weird that we, we would get to this point. Because I, I, have, I have this old story idea that I was, I'm not going to, I don't want to bring it up too much because I feel like it will, it will contaminate. This this sacred art that we are yeah, participating real, in right now. It's like a skilled code. It just, I, I, you know, I have a sacred duty as My a podcaster a to keep podcast. this constant. <laughs> um, it and it where it's essentially like there was all these, yeah, these like is ancient technology buried. Um, and it it's been like I don't know, it's been like thousands of years, and these clocks have been running. 
and at some point they'll tick back over. And what happens when they tick back over? All of the clocks think that all of the wars that have already been ended, because someone was a little bit lazy programming, they think that all the wars are happening at once. So okay. they just go haywire and that kill everything. That presumes electronics and computer code. It doesn't necessarily. No, necessarily. There could be a magical link between like some kind of weapon of war. Like, I don't know, like a... Like a... That's true. Uh, maybe the person who devised the clock uh, ever surmised that if the clock were to stop for any reason, it would be due to a cataclysmic earth-shattering event. Not due to the fact that it would just wear over tens of thousands of years without any sort of uh, maintenance or input at all. Oh, yeah. uh, so what if, in the event of the clock something, the clock running its course, something terrible were to happen? Uh, at that, con a contingency to literally remake the Earth, as it were, and make it either rehabitable or do something heretofore unknown. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Like a like it's a clock that is they set up this clock, they did some calculations um way back when that this is how long we either this is how long we they wanted this civilization or this planet to last or this I don't even know what scope we're talking about here. This is how long we wanted uh this to last and once we get to this point just 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 restart it. Well, because it's, yeah, what if it's the gods built the, the clock? Yeah. That's kind of a thing, too, is yeah. because the gods would have a weird sense of how long humanity or whatever the species is, is supposed to last. Uh, mm -hmm. And so it could initiate some sort of terraforming process. Keep in mind, my vision of the clock is a massive, incomprehensibly large. Pillar like structure poking out of. An ocean, essentially. Uh, there would be small islands here and there, archipelagos and such, but the clock is such a massive thing that it is visible for miles and miles away. Its sheer size and the fact that a lot of it is located so infathomably deep underwater and designed to work with the pressures inherent in an underwater environment that no human could access mean that it has to be supernatural in nature. And that it would be impossible to repair. Yeah, some kind of... I mean, it's cyclopean in construction. It merely like works as it like, works. The most you could maybe it's, do is right. stick Cavernous something back on and flies off. Filling and uh, disposing of brackish salt water in kind of ways that are mysterious even to the most learned of men. Uh, huge pressure gauges, all to tell the time. Except somebody, somebody has to know the purpose, because otherwise there's no conflict, right? So who does know, who is an inkling of the purpose? Or, or where, or maybe there's another reason that somebody would want to, like, something that would lead people to maybe misguess the purpose and try to stop the clock or something. Well, my thought was that the clock could be close to stopping already. Mm. And there's a certain faction in the world that would prefer that to happen because they want whatever countermeasures are inside the tower to take place. They think the world would be better with them. 
And we don't know what those are. Uh, it also makes sense because it could attract kind of just disaffected people who think mm-hmm. that no matter what it is, it's probably better than what is currently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the clock's been a part of the planet since written history. It has told the time through a series of bongs, let's say that's pretty straightforward. Uh, the sun, I think, is hard. it's hard to tell time from the sun in this setting. Either because the blur between daytime and nighttime is not as distinct. Maybe like the the ethereal vastness, whatever you want to call like space that we're all kind of suspended in, mm-hmm. is does something. Like, with the sun. Like, you can't trust it, just the reflection. Like, in, like, what a second clock. What if it's just always daytime? What if there is no seeming uh, nighttime at all? That might make for an interesting setting, too, because all the subterfuge takes place in the daytime. The only way to tell time is when you're in the vicinity of this clock, where most of the most prominent civilizations have risen and fell. And if you're outside of the range of the clock, it's impossible to coordinate anything. So in, instead of going into somewhere under cover of darkness, you go in under cover of rain or something. With ships, fam. Oh, with see, ships. That's I where thought we're about ship, in. right? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I thought about ship, and if you have this gigantic, uh, let's call, let's just let's say it's a clock tower. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, you have this gigantic clock tower that you have planned to end the world. You. I mean, you would definitely have, whoever built it, would have the foresight to be like, maybe I do want to save something. Like, maybe I don't want this to be a total loss. Like, there, maybe there'll be a, an instance uh, down the line where I do want to, like, uh, make sure that some of these people or some of this stuff survives. What if it, so, uh, go on, It's go an on. arc. Well, it's, 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 it's the, like... It's it's it itself is going to like leave the planet. Oh shit! So ships can imp- okay, yeah, yeah. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. cool. uh, I still think we should go for a seafaring setting as well because it makes it even harder to coordinate time mm-hmm. than a land-based society. But I also like the idea of the clock tower itself being a ship. That's interesting. Uh, but what if it's not, like, it's not archipelagos on a sea on a planet. Mm-hmm. It's, it's is like, archipelagos of islands separated by this vastness, this ethereal kind of space. You're talking about a sky space. Something like that, but not just open air. Like, it's... I don't think a good way to describe it. Like, you really are gunning for Spelljammer. You're, yeah, you're basically just saying, this is just the ethereal plane, this is just Spelljammer, Dan. Well, I'm thinking, like, for the backdrop, yeah. It could be cool. Okay. No, right. let's run with let's that. Go. I just think... Uh, floating... I mean, because we did the same Floating thing. islands, let's say, in a breathable... But then, I, I don't know, I like the clock being powered by the ocean. I don't know why that image is so powerful to me, but it makes it unknowable. It makes it so that there is an element of depth and mystery that we yeah. can't understand. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's deconstruct that, right? Like, you, you kind of just did. If it's at the bottom of the ocean, the ocean is sort of like our last frontier on Earth. It's like the this source of, like, horrible, like, 
you like if you're on top of the surface, you can't see you can't even see what's right beneath the surface. That's terrifying. And if you're beneath the surface, like you can't breathe there. That's also terrifying. So if something was at the bottom of this ocean, it's unknowable, it's uh it's dangerous, and it is it's rooted it's, I mean, in the that's, firmament that's of the earth itself. Yeah. Yeah. Some unknowable distance down there, the clock is still working. It, is there still another, powering itself? Yeah. For, is there another place that would have all of these things and still be? Because I'm thinking, like, it would be actually no, because they would be whack if it was inside the sun, because then you couldn't see it. That would be ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Plus, you couldn't. I think the way it transmits time is that you hear it. It's such an ear-shatteringly loud reverberation that if you're in proximity to it. Uh, for a lot of your life, you're just generally hard of hearing. Cause it, uh, you well, know, that, that's an important question. Ahead. Does it? Is there a bell? <laughs> Does it gong? Yeah, is it really? I think. Yeah. What's, uh, what's, the, what's the what's the sound? Is it um? Is it Big Ben? Is it the Big Ben? What's uh, the movement? iPhone ringtone? The default ringtone. It's right Is it like that? Yeah, we'll go with that. That's pretty good. Okay. I mean, I do like. It does have to be self-powering, of course. And yeah, if it has to be on the planet, yeah, the only place that it could possibly be powered is, um, is the water. Yeah, yeah. And and I do think it gets it gets this sort of um because is if you were in if you were already in, this is kind of why I'm not on board with the ethereal uh, mm -hmm. plane sort of approach is because there's nowhere in this sort of plane that you could put something and it Conceal would it. be mysterious. It, it, like, yeah. You would get the full picture of what it looked like instead of it, you know, being right. this vast structure under the, er, under the water. Okay, so how much is visible from the surface? Like A huge tower, but that's barely... They don't even know how deep the ocean is if they're at the technology levels that we described. Mm -hmm. You know, we're talking like they're just figuring out what triangles are and shit. So they... Right. <laughs> uh, we're talking like, it, like yeah. Euclidean geometry is just being invented there. So it's not a society where they can gauge the depth of the earth's oceans. If I'm I'm guessing it would be I my image right now is that it's in a sort of it's in a lake that you can't see the other side from the edge of the lake mm -hmm. and it's near the horizon um no matter what side of this lake you're on and yet if it was like a grandfather clock it would be like it was just a like a like a couple dozen feet away that's how mm. big it is well i th yeah i think it's uh i think i don't know i definitely think we should keep it grounded kind of like uh you can go out of range of it and you can even no longer see it which is huge cuz in a setting where it's always daytime there are no stars which means you navigate by the position of the clock on the horizon line and areas outside of that range are not only unnavigable or harder to navigate because the sky is just a sea of clouds basically above you mm -hmm. with sort of daylight filtering through. What not about a moon, though? Is there uh, no moon? I don't think there's a... 
I think the world is uh, permanently daylight. There's no way to tell time except mm-hmm. for people realized early on that the thing lets out a bong roughly analogous to every hour. And then, you know, at 12 bongs, you can go home or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it just people gradually realized those were the same time intervals and that there was no change between them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, people realize how to tell time based off of the sun, so. Yeah, yeah. If the sun's the same everywhere and there's no clouds, then you would also use the position of the clock if it's a fixed location. There's no reason to think it wouldn't be to navigate in that sea because it's the biggest structure around for miles. You know. So is it a sea or is it a lake? I think it's a... I like to open it up to a sea because that allows for pirates who live outside of time to come in from outside of the civilized portion of the sea. Yeah, Hmm. I like that. I mean, I think visually... I like what Zach is describing visually. It's striking, but at the same time... It is very striking, yeah. It does seem like logically like it works a little bit better if it is this sort of ocean thing with more like kind of islands like we were talking about before. Mm -hmm. So in that case, do we want to just... Are we just abandoning the airship concept? Because that's fine. Uh, I mean, it's fine, too, if they're just very rare. Well, no, here's the thing, right? Uh, We could have airships, too. Because this world that we've built... Think about it. If this clock tower is some absurd height, you could only really see it for a radius of, like... uh, I Like, not very long if the Earth is curved. So for a radius of like 100 or so miles, out past that, you got nothing. So the actual scope of the Earth impacted by the clock could be very small. There could be societies that have developed airships and shit that live outside of time that don't know that the clock even exists. I'm 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 looking up what the distance to the, the horizon. Uh, I have a distance to the horizon calculator. Yeah, yeah. Um, Once you get over the curvature, it would be pretty. Uh, if yeah. the Earth was flat, you could see it theoretically from hundreds and hundreds of miles away. And if That's Earth- kind of what I was going to suggest: is maybe maybe it is flat. That might work actually, because if there's no sun, what if it's just an orb fixed above? a disc of sorts or a bowl to accommodate the sea. I like that too. And that would explain why there are no stars. It's a fixed plane that was created. Mm -hmm. And that still allows for shit at the edge of the world vis-a-vis airships exploring an ethereal sky space. But it also allows for an ocean of theoretically infinite depth. Oh yeah. There's no bottom by the way. So, uh, I, I do need this is this is the time of podcast where I I remind all the listeners that there is no bottom. The real ocean. I'm yeah. I know this is I know you guys are speechless. This is hard to take in. No, uh, I thought the ocean has you guys no you guys keep you guys keep uh cutting out, so I thought you guys were talking. I've had you guys cut out like four times this episode and I just assumed you guys were talking and I didn't talk over you. Uh, now you're you're um I think you're nah, the one that's getting up because I can hear all, of all screwed up. Yeah. Yeah, me oh, too. Oh damn. It must be my internet. But uh hey, we'll edit whatever that was out. <laughs> Zach, I thought I thought that were uh I thought there were just vast tunnels under the sea that just connected the whole world. So there there's no bottom. Huh. If 
there were tunnels underneath the sea, that would have to mean that there was a bottom to the ocean, which is ridiculous because you've, no one's ever seen it. Now let's talk about this infinite clock. Uh, the people that originally witnessed it, uh, there are people who wait, 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 records wait. of it not being there. No, no, okay. Wait, if the ocean has wait, if the ocean in this setting has no bottom, right, so the ocean then the clock is also infinitely tall. What? Wait a second. Uh, well, that means I mean that works too. If it just keeps going, no, that, but let's not get into the physics of it. the The ocean does have a bottom. The clock, the bottom is vast. It's incalculable by the metrics of the society. But the the clock hits a bottom at a certain point. Let's not get okay. bogged down in the physics of how it works and more in the okay. fact they just can't measure it at all. No, I was just trying to get into the um, the visual that you'd have to describe to the players of an infinite tower rising out of the abyss. Well, you don't even have to describe that to them because you can just describe a tower on a sea. Yeah. It's just you too know. far for you to see the bottom of it. If yeah, you could it's for the some ocean, reason see the bottom know. of like the, the But they don't even sea. have to know the construction of the world nor really do we yeah because we need to well, understand how society works no i'm talking about when it breaks bad like if yeah when the, if you when do have like your bad. if your level 20 campaign gets to the point where the world does end and you're on and you're in the clock when it does end you you do need to describe like oh yeah the world the world ends in your back and uh everything's everything's different and everyone else is dead or something uh, along those lines what, what it sounds say, is i mean just based on the setting the apocalyptic event sounds like the you know what land there is floods and on a water plane well i think the apocalyptic mm. event is uh here's the thing right what if the clock uh we interpret it as a clock because it does regularly distribute a symbol that tells the time that we built a society around what if the clock is not meant for us? What if it's just a signal being sent out? Uh, and when that signal terminates... Uh, Total annihilation. Well, they, the planet, the plane is completely terraformed to whatever specification. So it would be an ecological disaster. What if humans are stowaways on this planet? We were like microbes attached to the clock, <laughs> basically. Uh, the clock was never meant for us. We just built a society around it, and now it's going to, uh, when it stops, A, society's going to come undone completely, and B, okay. the planet is going to be terraformed to such an extent that we don't even recognize it. Or, oh, cool. worse, whatever society originally sent the clock is going to investigate it to find out why it's not broadcasting anymore. Yeah, cool. Unfortunately, we really don't have time to... To, just, kind of a to lot get to into unpack that. there, uh, and because we haven't even we have not even broken into who you would be playing in this setting. Seafarers, goals. wandering tradesmen, okay, wandering folk. I think this is definitely one. Yeah, but for what, a what are they wandering to? Other islands. There's a society that's been built up around this nexus of civilization. Uh, and they would have your typical needs that any society would. Seafaring and seafaring navigation would be much harder. Uh, 
it would be a lot more <laughs> slow going, seeing as we don't have stars in the sky. Or if it's and, a flat yeah. plane, there's no magnetic north. Well, is it more slow going? Or so the, with no magnetic north, you can orient like everything around the tower. Yeah, but yeah. And, and you're also saying there's no nighttime, so it doesn't matter because you can always navigate from the tower unless you're too far away. Right, right, precisely. If you get out of range of the tower, you're fucked. And if you're too far away, you probably speak a language that sounds like bar bar, and you don't matter. Huh? Yeah, your you know your ship pulls up to the civilized ship, and you're like burj burj burj, and they're like we don't. <laughs> We, should we kill him? I don't. I don't. I don't know. Burj, burj. <laughs> he's speaking some strange language. But uh, I'm pointing at the tower, I don't understand. Pointing at the tower, it's blowing his mind, guys. You know this this fucking dumbass has never seen the tower before, eh? <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I really like this world, but I feel like we barely delved into it in the time we have. Well, we kept changing well, the core, kind of. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's just the core concept, but we kind of kept modifying it. I think that's good. I think this is a good baseline to build something off of for a revisit. I think this is a strong contender. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, full disclosure, this is the first episode that we've recorded um, since we got back from, like, this uh, holiday hiatus. Various breaks and... Uh, time off to invest in Microsoft Edge. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, and we're still recovering um, from that specifically. Um, and uh, we are still a little rusty around the edges. We, uh, over, the, over that time, we did kind of refine our ideas for where the podcast is going. Oh, wait, wait, before, you know, before I get on this big tirade, um, I think we just have to, we just have to name it. We have to name it. The world? Point. Uh the sea of time <laughs> no don't do that that's fine. that's that's a contender if i want my world to be named like it's a pulpy 1970s sci-fi novel <laughs> you would it's find gonna, it a gas station <laughs> it's got a cover of like fabio and a and a, and a falcon uh, man with a like gun <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a flying tree in the background yeah. it's a clock tower kind of in the distance oh man uh, God! Now that fucking image is stuck in my head. Yeah, yeah. Welcome along to that, with though. the along with the dumb title, we'll commission uh, art of that later. It'll be great. I think we do have to go Sea of Time. Un- yeah, unfortunately, that that might provide us actually next time we revisit it because I hope we do with an episode with kind of an aesthetic. We could go nineteen seventies uh fantasy or science fantasy with it. Oh yeah, yeah, because that's that's way better than what I was. Because I was going like to say one clock aesthetic, or like those yeah. old. Book what covers. were you going to say, Zach? One one clock. You one know, clock like, is yeah, yeah. And that. your goal would be to become the king of the pirates. Yeah, it, it did immediately leap to One Piece for me. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't get that until just now. Yeah, it I could just, just you could just run pirate games in it and ignore the fact that you have this world destroying clock uh yeah in the back that's the thing about apocalypses that haven't happened well, yet that, is that yeah if you ignore them nothing happens that's the thing about the setting too that's cool is that the clock is such an integral part of the setting that people don't think about what will happen when it goes away there's no plot yeah. regarding that it's just 
Yeah. It's like we don't think about what will happen if the sun goes away. <laughs> like yeah. It's not something we take into consideration or can do anything about. And like if you meet someone who does take that into consideration, like some holy man who's like, I've been, I've been looking at this, I've been running the numbers and, and looking at some of these ancient texts that are, I don't know how I got them because we live on a bunch of islands, but let's say I'm looking at ancient texts. Um, and, uh, we're all fucked. So what are we yeah. guys, what are it's we like, doing? What do Why we, we do when the clock this? just, when the clock just start stops, uh, working? Cause it will, you know, yeah. one day. Nah, it's just old man Jones. He's fucking crazy. Don't yeah, he's insane. Him. You know, the clock not work. Come on, dude. It's God. <laughs> and maybe the players Stone go, hey, him. <laughs> maybe we should listen to this guy. Or maybe a specific subset of players will go like, I don't understand what he's talking about. Well, uh, we got to go be pirates. I don't understand. There's also a doomsday. There's certain people who think that like when it reaches zero that's like the ascension level event and they're all going to get to be uh free and the rapture oh, yeah gonna, you know so there's weirdos who believe that too and everyone is going to get their own clock tower <laughs> beautiful i'm pretty sure you just um violated the copyright of the we Jesus get to we get to go out. up the elevator into the clock tower and have uh chicken wings with billy ray cyrus uh that's that's gonna. That's what's gonna happen when the clock stops. It's the chosen day. You get your. You get your wings on. You got Billy Ray up there. He's playing wagon wheel. He's playing all the hits. <laughs> and well, on that okay. note, <laughs> I think we do have a reason to stop the apocalypse. <laughs> now. Yeah. Now the we setting, need to stop it. The setting is called Billy Ray Cyrus's clock. <laughs> the setting. The setting is called uh, wings across. The setting is called Sea of Time. Uh, um, see if time. And sure. <laughs> unfortunately, that's all that we can do. Yeah, um, it's not like we. It's not within our power to extend a podcast beyond forty minutes. Uh, there's nothing we yeah. can do. Unfortunately, yeah, we, if we, we did, did call extend this. it, we would die. We're getting dangerously close. We're at thirty-eight. Uh, we well, did call saying. this podcast Forty Minute World. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember a certain contractual obligation uh, was brought up earlier. Yeah. And, Damn shame that we signed that. But any anyway, I installed we, the Harkonnen heart plug. Anyway, can be pulled at any time. Anyways, <laughs> um, anyways, I'm gonna yeah. slow. Yes, I'm gonna slow knife this. Uh, this discussion. Thank you, um, uh, Chessman. I think you had something to say before we ended regarding release schedule. Well, we mentioned something about a revisit. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned anything about it in the last five episodes, but you know we've. Uh, Chessman, we're at 39 minutes. Worlds. You have. I'm coming. I'm coming. Seconds. I'm coming around. This you can't rush fault, me. <laughs> you can't rush me. This is slow. <laughs> See, now I got to start again. Uh, we we've got about another uh, world or two that we want to add to this. Um, but then after that, we're thinking of doing. Uh, we're calling it a review, I guess. And we're going back, and we're going to look at uh, the worlds that we've already created. And see which ones that we want to revisit. I understand if you if you look at the if you look at the release schedule for the last few episodes, you'd be like, um, uh, lore lads, uh, what the fuck, guys, uh, when exactly are you, are you trying to release these things? Because there was one in like I don't know December, November, December, um, at and some then there point was in the past. 
four in January. You know, uh, the, the lesson is this. You know neither the day nor the hour. All right? Except that we do know the day and the hour. Oh, we um, do now? Because we are moving to a two-week schedule, starting from episode five or six, releasing uh, every Saturday morning. So, uh, well, actually, Bi-monthly. every other Saturday morning. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, uh, I did not that's... commit to that. I did not sign that deal with Billy Ray Cyrus to name drop him on this podcast to commit to weekly recordings. That's insane. Right. No. Yeah, well, of Preposterous. course Preposterous. Out of the question. Beyond the pay. So uh, mark it down in your, your Google Calendar, whatever you kids use these days. Mark it we'll, down uh, on your Facebook. Your and we will... Pledge. It's time for the lore lads to mosey on back to their fulfilling, wonderful lives. Guys, it's been a pleasure. I'm Walt. I'm Zach. And I'm Dan. And y'all just, y'all just take it easy out there. Bye-bye. The world isn't going to end. Don't look at the bottom.